You're listening to CFRN, the Christian Financial Radio Network. Good afternoon, traders, and welcome back to the CFRN E-Mini Futures Cast. This is the daily broadcast of Indeterminate Length, where we discuss all things E-Mini, along with some really big ideas on the finer points of trading gold, bonds, crude, sugar, the euro. Joining us today, Mr. Michael Borth. From our trading desk in Chicago, Mr. Burton Schlichter. Now, to get things started, let's go to our host and founder in Studio A, overlooking South Mountain, America's largest city park. Here's Dwayne. Good afternoon. Welcome back. Today is Monday, first day of May, 2023. Thanks so much for joining us, whoever you are, wherever you are. We're just glad to have you right here, right now. We do two live broadcasts every trading day. This is the second live broadcast. First broadcast is our live training room. That's reserved for members only, and those who are taking their one-week free trial. If you've never taken your one-week free trial, you can do so by going to mytradingiq.com. At the top of the page, there's a button. can't miss it. It says free trial. Click it, and the journey begins. Now, no matter what day or time of day you sign up for the trial, you will get five consecutive trading days. So, it can be on a Tuesday or a Thursday, Saturday or a Sunday, doesn't matter. You'll still get five consecutive trading days. At 11.30 a.m. Eastern, we close the live training room, take a 30-minute break, come back for the afternoon broadcast. That would be this one. Now, there's two ways to join this broadcast live and one way to view this broadcast after the fact. Best way to join live is to go to mytradingiq.com, scroll down to where it says afternoon broadcast, click the link, complete the 30-second registration form, and you're done. Going forward, every trading day, you'll get an email about an hour before the afternoon broadcast starts. 12 noon Eastern, all you have to do is click the link in the email and it will automatically log you into our platform. Now, that's the better way because it gives you access to the question box so that you can ask questions and participate in the discussion. For the days that you're out of the office, away from the desktop, but still want to join the afternoon broadcast live, or you're simply busy and want to watch it later, point your browser to our YouTube channel, which is pretty easy to remember, youtube.com slash cfrn, youtube.com slash CFRN. 
Not only do we broadcast live every trading day, but we also archive every daily broadcast. Currently, there's over 2,200 daily episodes archived for your educational and viewing pleasure. It's also a great way for newcomers to really get to know who we are. Not just today, but yesterday. Who we were six weeks ago or six months ago, a year, two years, even more. You have the luxury of being able to scroll back on the YouTube channel. Just pick some days at random. Doesn't matter which one. And then fast forward to the part where Michael's doing a recap of the live training room. Fast forward to the part where I'm doing a recap of the alerts. If you do that on a few random days, you'll quickly see the thread of connectivity, the thread of continuity that's woven through each and every daily broadcast. That said, let's open with a word of prayer. Now, our topic the last few days has been my story, your glory. Our scripture today is Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9, and I'll be sharing from the message translation. <clears throat> now, God has us where he wants us. But all the time in this world and the next to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Saving is all his idea and all his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. We don't play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we'd done the whole thing. No, we neither make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and the saving. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does, the good work. He has gotten ready for us to do work we had better be doing. Again, that's Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9. So what happens when we fall short of his glory? In fact, the question is not, <clears throat> will I fall short, but rather, will I fall again? Paul issued a sobering truth that is all-inclusive. It's in Romans 3.23. It says, For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Not a single human being that has ever walked the earth has made it through their race without falling. Except Jesus. If Paul had left us hanging with a period at the end of that sentence, there would be no hope 
and no possibility of redemption for our failed stories. We would be left to believe that our stories couldn't possibly give God glory, very glory we've fallen short of. But in the next verse, Paul goes on to say, Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. Notice there's no mention of anything we did or could do to redeem our failures and shortcomings. Yet God in his grace freely made us right in his sight. Paul reminds us that even our failures and fails can give God glory. But not because of anything we can do to redeem ourselves. Jesus has freed us from that burden. Now, the scripture says we are right in his sight. But are you right in your sight? If you're like me, you have difficulty seeing yourself the way God sees you. Perhaps you've been beating yourself up over a failure, a fall, a mistake, or sins in your past. I encourage you today to spend some time thinking about this scripture. Remember that God, in his grace, has made you right in his sight. Because he has, you can now be right in your sight. Let that truth sink in, and you'll see yourself and your story differently. The light of God's glory and grace. Join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we come before you today, we're reminded of the amazing gift of grace that you have bestowed upon us through faith in your Son, Jesus Christ. The word in Ephesians 2 tells us that it is by your grace that we have been saved through faith, and not by any works of our own. Lord, we thank you for this truth that reminds us that our salvation is not something that we could earn or deserve, but rather it is a free gift that you have given us through your boundless love and mercy. Help us to always remember that it is only through faith in Jesus that we can come to know you and experience the fullness of your grace. We confess that at times we may be tempted to think we can earn our salvation through our own good works, but we know this is not true. We humbly acknowledge that we are in need of your grace and your mercy each and every day. Father, we pray that you would strengthen our faith 
and help us to grow in our understanding of your grace. May we be a reflection of your love and mercy to those around us. May our lives be a testimony to the incredible gift of salvation that you have given us. We ask all of this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Everybody said amen. Let me fix one thing quick here. going that never triggered so let me try to cancel it uh let me give you the numbers from around the world uh we'll start here in the u.s cash markets or the indices as they're called now those of you that were in the live training room this morning are aware uh and i think maybe we even talked about it on the broadcast yesterday afternoon <clears throat> michael is out of the office taking care of some personal business so he won't be coming on to do a recap today of the live training room we won't be going live <clears throat> on the trading view platform today but on tomorrow's broadcast michael will provide a recap of the live training room from this morning and from tomorrow morning and then tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern, which is one hour into the broadcast, we will go live on the TradingView platform and trade live for 30 minutes. All right, these are the numbers. Starting here in the U.S., the Dow is up 93 points. NASDAQ is basically unchanged. S&P 500 is up eight and a half the russell 2000 up three quiet trade in the commodity basket crude oil down a dollar 30 trading 75.48 last it's a drop of one and three quarter percent gold down nine dollars and ten cents Trading 1990 last. Silver down three cents. Trading 2519 last. Silver did have a big explosion to the upside this morning, but uh, that evaporated pretty quick. We'll see it when we go to the charts. In the Asian markets at the close, Nikkei posted a gain of 266 points. 1%. Shanghai rose 37 points, one and a quarter percent. The Hang Seng gained 54 points. In the European markets at the close, FTSE up 38, the DAX up 121, the CAC up 7. A quiet trade all around. The Asian market's the closest thing to a, well, actually, 
The Nikkei was up almost 1%. And yeah, that's, that's it. Okay, so it was a green day in Asia. It was a green day for the UK. And so far, it is a mixed radio Monday here in the US of A. Uh, we've got the Dow, the S&P, and the Russell. Barely in the green, but in the green nonetheless. The NASDAQ is now down just over one point. Nope, now it just went back to unchanged. The market's having a real difficult time making up its mind direction it wants to move <clears throat> and again that's dependent upon the decisions made <clears throat> by the institutional traders the ones who have accounts that are denominated in hundreds of millions and billions of dollars so they make up their mind this market won't find a true direction logic 247 is our 24-7 around-the-clock e-mini alert service. It's not just the e-minis, but also crude, gold, silver, euro, and bonds. Since the markets opened last night at 6 p.m. Eastern, as of 7 a.m. when this recap was done, and the recap has changed, uh, Valerie will get that updated this afternoon and possibly again this evening. But at 7 a.m. this morning, we had 11 alerts issued. We were still waiting on the outcome of six. And I know some of those have triggered uh, and hit their target. But again, she'll update that later today. But as of 7 a.m., we had five actionable alerts which two or 40 percent would have been stopped out based on not risking more than three hundred dollars per contract per trade less when possible based on market structure and a very simple three-step process that we teach all of our passport holders in their unlimited one-on-one -on -one entering sessions over the last 248 weeks, we've issued over 13,900 individual alerts, and we've averaged 20% or less being stopped out based on the risk profile that I just explained. Now, let's take a peek at what happened last week. Real quick. I have it right here. Last week, week 247, we issued a total of 58 alerts, 12 never triggered, so we had 46 actionable alerts, of which 7 or 15% would have been stopped out based on that risk profile I just explained. Now, when it comes to risk, you never want to risk more than the potential profit in a trade. 
Now, some of the alerts may have potential profit of a thousand or two thousand or even more per contract. That's from the entry to the final trade to target. But if you know going in that you're not going to stick around for that final trade to target, if you're going to get your goal for the day, the initial target, and then get out, put the mouse away, you don't want to risk more than what you intend to take out of the market. If you do, it's bad math, bad science, and it may work a while, but eventually it will cause you grief. Okay. So again, last week, end of the week, 15% stopped out. As I said, over the last 200 and now 48 weeks, we have averaged 20% or less of the alerts. And there's currently, we're currently on alert number 13,991. So by this time tomorrow, we will probably be at 14,000 individual handcrafted alerts. Every one of them, a trend trade. Keep in mind, those are based on current price action. They can come out at 2 a.m. or 2 p.m. As futures trade around the clock. We have traders around the globe. Our day session is their night session and vice versa. So when opportunity presents itself, that's the requirement for me to issue a Logic 247 alert. And it is always a trend trade as defined by the 30-minute chart price and the 30-minute BBC. Now, let's go to our original alert service, the concierge trade alerts. They're different in a couple ways. They're based on historic price action versus current price action. And when historic price action meets current price action, that's where you'll find some of your best high probability, low risk trade opportunities. The CTAs don't come out around the clock. They're posted as a static report shortly after the Globex open each evening. Globex opens Sunday through Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern. So last night, I got them out at 6.10. I chose to do the CTAs before I did the logics. <clears throat> and so it won't always be 10 minutes. It's usually, I would say on the average, about 6.30 p.m. Eastern that this report is published. Cover all the same markets as we do in logic. So what do you do when this report is published? Now, members get these and trial members get these. But this particular broadcast is open to the public. So for those of you out there who did not receive these numbers last night at 610, you want to grab a screenshot, feel free. Okay. All right. So using just the ES as an example, first thing you want to do is on your 30-minute chart, 
make note of where price is at the time the report is issued. Then draw a line in the sand at the long target and a line in the sand at the short target. If price gets above the 30 minute BBC, now that's the green line that you'll see on my charts, stands for bull bear cross. When price crosses above it, we're bullish, we anticipate higher prices. When price crosses below it, we're bearish, we anticipate lower prices. That's true across all markets, futures, stocks, crypto, forex, and all time frames. From a one minute to a monthly and every possible tick or range chart in between. Price flows the same across all markets and all time frames. So, these lines in the sand you'll see on my chart. I've drawn a line here and I've drawn a line here. You'll see what my lines look like. You can make yours look any way you want, but they serve as great visual cues to help you stay on the right side of the street. If price gets above the 30 minute BBC, that means it's trying to reach the long target. If it gets below the 30 minute BBC, it's trying to reach the short target. It's that simple. You still have to look left to spot potential obstacles. Previous swing highs, previous swing lows, which can become support or resistance. And over time, you will learn how price behaves at a weekly trading zone. From the moment the markets open Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern till they close Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern, price is always trying to get to a weekly trading zone. We've published the zone since December 14th of 2009. They come out for our members and trial members Monday morning at 6.15 a.m. Eastern. Once they're published, they're carved in stone for the entire week. They don't change in any way whatsoever. Now, <clears throat> on today's charts, you're going to see last week's zones. Why? Because the new zones don't come out until Monday morning at 6.15 a.m. Eastern. So any alert issued Sunday night is based on last week's weekly trading zones. Once the new uh, zones come out Monday morning, then going forward, every alert issued in Logic 247 is based on the new weekly trading zones. So on my charts today, you'll see <clears throat> last week's zones, but on tomorrow's broadcast, you'll see this week's zones. So let's go to the daily chart where we start. And why do we look at a daily chart? Because institutional traders, as of their account size, Look at daily, weekly, and monthly charts the way we look at 30-minute charts, 5-minute charts, tick charts, and range charts. 
these <clears throat> fibs that you see, we've been in a downtrend over a year now. The low was put in on this day, October 13th. The bounce off of that low, the high, was put in on February 2nd. We had a retracement all the way to the 50% fib, and it gave us a really nice bounce. Then we dropped to the 24% fib retracement, and it gave us a really nice bounce. You have to understand that fibs are not proprietary in any way. Don't let anybody tell you they are. They're based on 14th century math. Now, we've been asking a question for weeks. Was this whole thing here just a major head fake? Well, it's starting to look pretty convincing that it's not. The high today, 4203.75, which is higher than this high. 42.23 is potential resistance overhead. 42.23. Above that, you've got potential resistance at 42.31. And then above that, you've got the high at 42.44 put in on February 2nd. So buyers seem pretty committed right now. As we approach this high, things can change. But we trade what's in front of us. And right now, with three green candles in a row, the market, and we're at the high of the session, Looks like price is going to attempt this potential resistance, this one, and this one. Now that can change at any time. Buyers can pull their bids. And when buyers pull their bids, institutional buyers, that's when the short sellers, the institutions that specialize in short selling, come out of the woodwork, drive price down. Okay. Buyers don't have to become sellers, they just hit the pause button. Okay. Some institutions only trade long, especially with the indices, because the indices were created to only go higher over time. Didn't I just say we were been in a downtrend over a year? Yep. That will happen even though the indices always go higher over time because of the S&P, for an example, <clears throat> the S&P 500. It's 500 large cap companies. If one of them gets sick or weak or misses their numbers or gets in some other kind of trouble, they are removed from the index and replaced with a healthy company. Okay? So, Yes, we'll have <clears throat> crashes and sell-offs and downtrends that last more than a year. But over time, the indices will always go higher because of the way that they're designed. Okay? Any one stock can go to zero. But 
500 stocks are not going to zero. Okay? They rotate them in, they rotate them out, whether it's the Dow, the NASDAQ, or the Russell. Now, those of you who are tuned in today via the YouTube channel, you know that the topic of today's podcast is how futures work. So let me explain to you just real quickly before we go to the 30-minute charts. Now we're talking about how futures work in relation to stocks, <clears throat> indices, and commodities. So you can't trade this, what you're looking at here. Well, you could trade this because it's the E-mini futures chart. But when Garrett's on the show, as he was last week, his charts were based on the cash index, which you can't trade. You have to trade a derivative of the index, be it futures, be it options, or whatever. <clears throat> futures are financial contracts that allow traders to buy or sell an asset at a predetermined price at a future date. Futures are commonly used in trading stocks, indices, and commodities, and understanding how they work is essential for traders who want to participate in these markets. In the context of stocks, futures are contracts that allow traders to buy or sell a stock at a predetermined price at a future date. These contracts are traded on futures exchanges and they are settled in cash rather than the actual stock. Futures contracts on stocks are often used by traders who want to hedge their positions or speculate on the direction of the stock market. For example, a trader may believe that a particular stock will rise in value in the future. They can buy a futures contract on the stock at a predetermined price. And if the stock does indeed rise in value, the trader can sell the futures contract for a profit. Conversely, if the stock falls in value, the trader can sell the futures contract at a loss. Futures contracts on the indices work in a similar way as they do on stocks, but instead of buying or selling a single stock, <clears throat> traders buy or sell a contract that represents a basket of stocks. For example, the S&P 500 index is the most popular index. It's comprised of 500 large cap companies in the US. Traders can buy or sell futures contracts on the S&P 500 index to speculate on the direction of the overall stock market. So those of you that have traded stocks, they traded stocks, you know it's all about the homework. You gotta study the numbers. You gotta listen to the earnings call, things like that. What I love about futures is you don't have to do any of that. I did that kind of homework for many years 
And when I found out there was a way to trade without having to do, go through all that, man. Now there's lots of benefits to futures I won't get into today, but and I'm not going to give you any tax advice, although futures do have tax advantages, but you got to get that info from your accountant. Futures trade around the clock. I mean, there's just an endless list of things. So, take, take this right here for an example. 4204, that is the current price of the S&P 500. Now we know that the S&P pays $50 a point. If you buy one contract and price moves in your favor by one point, you just made 50 bucks. So if we take the current price of the index, 4204, and multiply that times $50 per point, when you buy one S&P e-mini contract, most brokers, you can do that for about 600 bucks during the day session, you're controlling $210,200, basically almost a quarter million dollars of the S&P 500 best of breed equity. You're controlling that for 600 bucks. You're not going to find that in the world of stocks. Not no way, not no how. Any of the indices, like the Dow, okay? You take the current price of the Dow, <clears throat> multiply that times $5, because the Dow pays $5 a point, versus the S&P, which pays 50 a point. And you'll see how much you're controlling. The Russell pays 50 a point. So you take the current price of the Russell index, multiply that times 50. And the NQ, take the current price and multiply that times 20. ZNQ pays $20 a point. It's $5 a tick, four ticks to a point. Okay. The S&P, there's four ticks to a point. Okay, but we're talking about taking the current price and multiplying it times $50. That's the value of one point. And once I truly understood the leverage that futures bring to the table, the thought of ever going back to just trading stocks, uh, man, that, that would be difficult for me. Now, in the context of commodities, futures are contracts that allow traders to buy or sell a specific commodity, corn, wheat, soybeans, at a predetermined price at a future date. Commodity futures contracts are traded on commodity exchanges, and they are settled in cash or by the physical delivery of the commodity. I mean, you literally could have a truck backing up in your driveway, dumping a bunch of corn or wheat, okay? That's never gonna happen with the indices because the indices weren't created by God, they were created by man. And what would an E-mini even 
look like. It's simply a unit of measurement that we've all agreed upon, those of us who participate in the markets. As an example, a farmer who grows wheat may want to hedge their position by selling a futures contract on wheat at a predetermined price. If the price of wheat falls, the farmer will have locked in a good price for their crop, protecting themselves from a potential loss. Conversely, if the price of wheat rises, the farmer will have missed out on some potential profits, but they will have still sold their crop for a profit at a predetermined price. Futures contracts on commodities are also used by speculators who want to profit from the volatility of the commodity market. For example, a trader may believe that the price of gold will rise in the future. They can buy a futures contract on gold at a predetermined price, and if the price of gold does indeed rise, the trader can sell the futures contract for a profit. The bottom line, futures are financial contracts that allow traders to buy or sell an asset at a predetermined price at a future date. Futures are commonly used in trading stocks, the indices, and commodities, and of course are traded on futures exchanges. Understanding how futures work is essential for traders who want to participate in these markets and take advantage of the potential opportunities they offer. Whether you are a novice or experienced trader, futures can be a powerful tool in your trading arsenal. Now, with our methodology and strategy and indicators, I could trade stocks, I could trade crypto, I could trade Forex, but again, the bang for the buck, the leverage, the ability to, you know, protect yourself with a hard stop, the around the clock trading, the tax benefits that your accountant has to tell you about, because I'm not licensed to do so, all make futures the centerpiece of everything we do. But now that our indicators are available on TradingView, you can use them. If you want to trade individual stocks, go right ahead. Crypto, you bet. Forex, no problem. All right, so here's where we are on the day. Earlier, this was a little doji, which made it look like the bulls were perhaps, you know, giving this all a second thought. How we close today will be important. Now we're above the BBC and we're above red and falling. So the path of least resistance actually appears to be up. If the market were to drop, we've got support at red and falling, support at the step line, support at the BBC. As I said earlier, BBC just stands for bull bear cross. Price crosses above the green line 
and is accompanied by blue and climbing, then we anticipate higher prices. When price drops below the BBC, that's a bearish cross, and is accompanied by red and falling, then we anticipate lower prices, higher prices, lower prices. Those lower prices here didn't last long because every institutional trader in the world knew that from the low of the downtrend to the most recent swing high, we hit a fib and we talked about it here on the broadcast day after day, it should give us quite a bounce and boy has it. The 50% fib, look at the bounce it gave us. Came back to the 24, another bounce. Okay, so how we close today, tomorrow, uh, I'm not sure what major news events we have coming up this week. I'll have to take a look and we'll talk about that tomorrow. So let's jump <clears throat> to 30 minute chart. That's what all alerts are based on. Logic alerts, concierge trade alerts, based on the 30 minute chart. Now, Michael teaches you how to execute your trade on a range chart in the live training room. Purpose of the 30 minute chart is to be like a roadmap to help you see where there are windows of opportunity in the market. So here's my lines in the sand. You can make yours look any way you want. See 4208, 41.55. Now, the short target was really never a serious consideration last night because of what you're seeing right in front of you. Here's where the market opened. This vertical line separates today, Monday, from Friday. But the, of course, today's session, the Monday session, started Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern. So we open above the BBC, but below blue and climbing. One represents support, and when blue and climbing gets directly above price, it represents potential resistance, because why? It's probably on its way to turning into red and falling. Price overcame red and falling on this candle at 22.30 last night. And it gave us a decent little run up to 41.96. Just barely taking out, yes, Friday's high. Okay. This was the high of Friday, 41.93.75. So then we pulled back to the BBC. Now the pullback holds more often than not. We did have a candle, a doji here, open and close below the BBC. So if you entered a short trade based on that, next time be a little more patient. Let price pull away, pull back, and then look for a down close, which we got, but look at that wick. So 
what you're seeing here is support. Where's that support coming from? It was defined early on in the session to the tick, right? So really your eyes are on the long target. So we put in a leg. It ran up to 41.97 and a quarter. And then we pulled back to the BBC, made another run all the way up to 4,200 and three quarters. Again, we pull back to the BBC, pull back holes more often than not. There it is once, there it is twice. And now we just made a run at the target. We made it to 4,206 and a quarter. Just two points out of the S&P on a daily basis. It's $100 per contract, but by the time you've earned the right to trade 10 contracts, the same two points are worth a grand a day. Now this candle opened at 41.98, put in a high at 42.06 and a quarter. So what is that, eight points? Yeah. Eight points at $50 a point at one candle, $400 per contract traded. So if you're trading five contracts, it's two grand. If you've made it to 10 contracts, it's four grand, okay? When you become a passport holder, you do not start trading real money right away. You'll receive a 2420 blueprint, it will help you write your business plan, your trading plan, and it's gonna guide you in the demo account that you have, or your SEM account as some people call it. You need to put together 10 consecutive days in a row where you reach your goal in 10 trades or less before you even think about trading real money. This is done to keep you from blowing up another account. Just because you get a passport doesn't all of a sudden mean you're a consistently profitable trader. It means that you now have a fighting chance. Nine out of 10 new traders fail because they don't have a teacher. That's why we spend two hours every trading day teaching you. That's why our members have unlimited access to private one-on-one -on -one mentoring. And why they have around-the-clock support via Telegram. Things you probably won't find anywhere else. Okay. So will we reach 4208 today? Honestly, I don't know. We're above the BBC, we've got blue and climbing. Buyers are certainly gonna try. Now keep in mind, these are last week's weekly zones because the new zones just came out this morning. So these targets were based off last week's zones. And that's how it'll be with each chart we look at. But tomorrow you'll see this week's zones. Only three things happen at a zone. 
once you understand how price behaves at a weekly zone. They will become one of the most important tools in your trading toolbox. Price runs up to a zone, we look for resistance. When it drops to a zone, we look for support. It's pretty simple. 70% of the time when price reaches a zone, it will consolidate. 20% of the time, it'll get rejected. This was a red candle all the way down, but when the 30 minute candle closed, all that was left touching this zone and this zone was the wick, it was a double rejection, okay? And then 10% of the time, the slice. Well, when price slices through a zone like it's not even there on the 30 minute chart, and this candle actually sliced through two zones, price will typically retrace to the zone it sliced through and continue in the direction slice. It's rare to see one candle slice through two zones, but the zones were pretty narrow last week. They're not quite as narrow this week, a bit wider. All right, on the Dow. Here's where the market opened last night. Basically, we just consolidated sideways overnight but the pullback to the BBC held. And then once price started to climb and took out these previous highs from 34,245 up to the high of this candle, that's like 40 points, $5 a point, $200 per contract traded. And we pulled back, made another run, pulled back, made another run and ding, we did hit the target. But we were never considering the short target because price never got below and stayed below the BBC, okay? It hugged it, it actually closed below it, but it was still touching. As long as it's still touching, that means it held, okay? And held. And then this is a uh, shallow pullback. Blue and climbing served as support. Almost touched the BBC. On the Russell, here's where the market opened. Consolidated at the zone for many hours until 9.30 this morning. And it finally busted loose and took us up to the target at 17.82. It then continued on <clears throat> to the zone overhead and then the zone overhead. It's now come back to the BBC. The pullback held more often than not, which took us back to the target and back to the zone. In Q, here's where we opened last night. We dropped to the zone. Price drops to a zone, we expect support, like this, see? Resistance, like this. Price slices through a zone. Now this is on Friday it sliced, okay? 
But last night when the markets opened, what did it do? It retraced to the zone it sliced through, continued in the direction of the slice. Now we did get below <clears throat> the BVC here. We pulled up to the BVC and it held. We had red and falling pressing down, <clears throat> took us to the zone. We consolidated, wide-ranging consolidation. Okay. And now we're, we almost made it to the long target here. And the high of this candle was 13,350. This was 13,370. So it came within seven points. Remember the NQ pays $20 a point. So this one candle <clears throat> opened at 341, made it up to 370, uh, basically $600 per contract traded in that one candle. Okay. All right. Good oil. Got to do the line. Candle right. Okay, so that was the closing candle on Friday. And we opened last night with red and falling overhead. BBC below us. Resistance support. So we came right down to the support. I mean, that's a counter trend trade. And it would have worked out well. But again, all 13,900 alerts in the Logic 247 channel are all trend trades. There's nothing wrong with a counter trend trade other than it doesn't have the same high probability, low risk characteristics of a trend trade. Which is, and I think I confessed the other day that occasionally I personally will take a counter trend trade but because we're teaching new traders I want you to have the best possible chance for success so I only put trend trades in the alert channel so we consolidated for quite a few hours we are below the BBC We've got red and falling, and it takes us right on down. From 7570, 7490, that's $800 per contract traded. 10 contracts is eight grand. Do not put the cart before the horse. It's awkward for both of them, okay? If you follow the blueprint, get those 10 consecutive days in a row. Blueprint will give you the green light to go live with one contract. Your goal with that one contract is to increase your account balance by $2,000. Once you accomplish that, the blueprint will give you the green light to add a second contract. First contract is funded with your startup capital. The second 
contract is funded with profit you earned in the market. Blueprint's going to tell you when it's time for number three, number four, number five, number 10, up, all the way up to number 20. But you only add one at a time when the blueprint says it's time. And you only add with profit you earned in the market. If you have the self-discipline to follow the formula as it's laid out in the blueprint, it makes it far more difficult to blow up another account. In fact, you'll have to break a whole lot of rules in order to do that. So just stay with the rules. So we hit the target, bounced up to last week's zone, right? Where we consolidated overnight. Resistance sent us back down. And right now we're just below the BBC. Blue and climbing is directly above price. So that's both the BBC and blue and climbing are potential resistance. I would not consider trading long until price reached 75.75, nor would I consider going short until price reached 75.15. Gold. Here's where we opened last night, and we got below the zone in the BBC. We had red and falling. Okay. Took us right down to the target. Say you entered on this candle. Opened at 94.1. That would be $310 per contract traded. And price pulled back to the BBC. The pullback held. We hit the target again. Traded through the target. And as we approached this low from Friday, buyers stepped in, drove us up, got us above the BBC. Red and falling turned to blue and climbing. We ran right up to the target at 2006 and then continued to last week's zone at 2015 slash 2016. Then the bottom fell out and we got back below the BBC. And where did price find support? at the target, 1991. So we talk about sometimes there being two-sided action. In other words, we hit the short target and the long target. Well, this, this would be three-sided. There's three sides to this coin because we hit the short target, then we hit the long target, and then we hit the short target. Remember, you only need to make 100 bucks a day. Two points in the S&P is $100 per contract. Gold, a $1 move is $100 per contract. 10 ticks in crude, 10 ticks in gold. There's your $100 per contract traded. Okay. All right. Silver. Here's where we opened last night. We dropped to the zone, found support, got back above the BBC, 
ran up to the zone resistance, pull back to the BBC support, and we overcome that zone. We run right up to the long target. And I mean, it looked like we were going to the moon till it didn't. And then we dropped all the way back through, got below the BBC, got below this zone, traded down to this zone where we found support. Remember when price drops to a zone, we expect support. And it, this was a gap higher open last night. It gapped right up to last week's zone and then dropped. This is some very unusual behavior. Some might go, who's manipulating silver? I'm sure it's not Jamie. Oh, and I guess you heard uh, <clears throat> First Republic, quote unquote, got bought out uh, <laughs> by JP Morgan. Now, the current administration took a lot of heat with the uh, Silicon Valley Bank bailout. I mean, the Fed just openly and blatantly printed the money. This time, they didn't want to be so obvious. So the Fed hid under Jamie Dimon's skirts to make it look like he was, in fact, buying First Republic. Well, now where's Jamie going to get that money? Ed's going to loan it to him. But we're not going to talk about that part. Because the admin doesn't want any heat at this point. Now, is that factual or is that opinion? It's opinion. I don't claim to be a journalist. Uh, I'm a trader. Talk show host. Believer. Highly unusual. Maybe that's where Jamie got the money. Maybe he didn't get it from the Fed. He's been accused of manipulating the prices. So over J.P. Morgan has for four years than I can remember. All right, last but not least, the euro. Here's where the market opened last night. We got a leg. We got a retracement. We got another leg. We didn't make it to the target on that one. Back above the BBC, ran into resistance at the zone. Now from zone to zone, was there enough to get your goal for the day there? Yeah, and then some. And then we got back below the BBC. We dropped to the target. Consolidated a little bit at the target. And we've continued dropping. And notice the step line. It's starting to hook. Okay. When the step line crosses blue and climbing, that tells you the price will most likely pull back to the BBC. And when the step line crosses red and falling, that's an indication price is going to try to pull back to the BBC. That's how I use the step line in my world. Back to the daily chart, we are off the high of the session, we are off the low of the session. Closer to the high of the session than the low of the session. 
where we close will be important. By the end of the week, it's possible that we've taken this out. Now, a rational mind taking a look at the world's political situation, the wars going on, the economy, inflation, gas here in Phoenix is back over $5 a gallon, okay? Now, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, I'm just still suspicious of this, but that's not going to prevent me from taking long trades. I'm going to trade what's in front of me, and I suggest you do the same. So, but all that said, to become a lifetime member with no recurring fees, no upsells, no nonsense, go to eminifuturestrading.com. Two mouse clicks, remember for life. If you have any questions, call Valerie at 949-42-E-MINI or send an email to support at cfrn.net. This webpage is pretty self-explanatory. Shows you where to click. Okay, then Valerie will swing into action and get you all the information you need to take advantage of all the resources that you now have lifetime access to. No recurring fees. Live training room, two hours a day. The living, breathing teacher. Unlimited one-on-one -on -one private mentoring. You're going to learn a strategy, a methodology that is fluid across all markets, all time frames, futures, stocks, crypto, forex, the indicators you own for life, same thing, fluid across all markets, all time frames. As a passport holder, you'll receive the Logic 247 alerts around the clock, the Concierge Trade Alert report every evening, the second it's published. And of course, you'll join us every Thursday night for the members only workshop. And you'll have access to the workshop channel so that you can scroll back if you choose and watch previous workshops. It's everything a trader needs, all under one roof, one low price. It's a good deal. Checked. Daniel says, it's a bailout. You know, the thing the Fed said they would never do again. I know. I, I agree with you 100%, Daniel. Uh, but they were clandestine in how they did it this time. So, but we figured them out. Huh. <laughs> Thanks for the input. I appreciate it. Uh, good word for the day. When your best isn't good enough. Luke 5 5. Master, we worked hard all night and caught nothing. But I will do as you say. You say what happened to the verse in Galatians 6 that promises whatever you sow, you will also reap. I gave it my best shot. I trusted, sacrificed, did the right things and reaped 
nothing. Whether it's a lack of reaping in your finances or job, your marriage, your children, or your ministry. It's discouraging and sometimes makes you feel like giving up. The disciples were experienced fishermen. They had fished all night and caught nothing. So they were very discouraged. And that's when Jesus showed up. When they thought there was nothing more that could be done, he stepped into their boat. And he still works that way today. As long as you think you can handle the situation yourself, Jesus knows you will keep trying to. So he waits until you have exhausted your resources and acknowledged that you're out of options. Then he gets involved. He instructed in Luke 5, 4, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Peter replied, we already tried that. And the fish just aren't biting. Maybe Peter was thinking, Lord, you're the preacher, but I'm a professional fisherman. If there was anything out there, I would have caught it. And oh, by the way, fish don't bite in the daytime in the deep water. He could have said all that. Jesus just said, Try it my way. Peter replied, Master, because you say so, I will. And that's when the miracle happened. Whatever Peter thought or felt, he obeyed Jesus anyway. That too is when your situation will begin to change. When you're clueless and helpless, thinking there's no way out. Just get quiet and listen. By the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus will tell you what to do. It may not be what you want to do. It may not be what you think is the right thing to do. But if he says it, man, I'm going to do it. And when he does speak to you, even though you have questions, say, Master, because you say so, I will obey. Then prepare for results that only God can give. And that's our good word for the day. Thanks so much for tuning in. Whoever you are, wherever you are, may God continue to richly bless you with his mercy and with his grace. And I'll see you at the bell.
Remember this, there is no greater return on investment than to see a human life changed and given hope. As always, pray hard and trade safe. Any financial information discussed on this show is simply the opinion of our host, Dwayne Reeves, his co-hosts, and guests. To learn more about trading e-mini futures or to take a one-week free trial in our live trading room, call 1-866-928-3310. 866-928-3310. Information discussed on this radio program should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. Always do your own due diligence and consult with a licensed securities broker or financial planner before making any investment decision.